Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coffee Pod. We hope you all are having a great week. Today, we are going to dive into anxiety and depression. Um, We both struggle with those, Mm -hmm. and we kind of wanted to... We talked about like having off days and how like that's okay and normalize that, but I think we really wanted to separate an episode just talking about the struggles with anxiety and depression because it's very common in Mm -hmm. a lot of people our age. Yeah, Um, we've talked about it a lot together mm -hmm. because it is something that we relate um, to each other with. Yeah, Um, and I also, you know, most of my friends struggle um, in one way or another with anxiety, panic attacks, Mm -hmm. um, depressive symptoms. Seasonal depression. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is kicking in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's a really important conversation to have and especially like, um, you know, I study psych. So Mm -hmm. like being able to talk about this is really, really cool for me because Mm -hmm. it's something that I'm so passionate about. Um, but yeah, yeah, to start off, I really wanted to stress that literally nothing that you are feeling in this like case is like weird not at all it's not at all so common in it's fact it's so normal i found that anxiety disorders um whether that be generalized anxiety panic disorders um or acute anxiety disorder um they affect 18.1 percent of the population that's a lot which is not that number looks small but that's a lot uh, that's a lot of yeah people. when you're looking at the entire population yeah. of like the United States that's insane mm-hmm. um, and then same with major depressive disorders um, which affects 7.1% of the US population mm-hmm. wow. so <laughs> everybody's a little nervous yeah <laughs> and that's okay it's no. okay yeah it's completely normal I mean when it comes down to it, it is your body's um, like natural instinct to fight off any kind of danger yeah so it's your body being and, a little overly yeah and you and you don't even have to be like completely diagnosed with no. anxiety from a doctor or a therapist to have it yeah it comes in all shapes and sizes and it affects everyone differently yeah. and everyone deals with it in such different ways mm-hmm. yeah. yeah definitely um so we also wanted to talk about some signs and symptoms especially what we felt because yeah. t- so what was your story? I was with? just going to ask you yeah. something. I was going to ask like when it started like yeah. for you. So I have, I've always been an anxious person and it kind of hit a really hard. I was in fifth grade and I went to like a sleepaway camp. Um, and I just remember being really, really homesick. I'd never been away from home yeah. with people I didn't know. Like I've been to like my grandparents' house and like friend sleepovers, but never like completely in the woods. Like yeah. oh, with, I was with my friends, but It was just a weird environment and I felt so, I just felt so out of place. Um, And I remember just feeling super anxious that entire week. I barely ate. I remember I would like make myself sick. I would cry to like the, at the nurse's office for my, to get my mom to come pick me up. Mm -hmm. She didn't come pick me up, which honestly, honestly, I I understand why she did it because it taught, I learned a lot that week. So I understand why. But in the moment I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, this is terrible. I want my parents, like, this is so bad. But after that, I kind of had a little problem with like eating because like when I'm really anxious personally, I don't eat. Mm, I don't, I I don't like to eat because I I just, I feel like I'm going to get sick and then that's just a whole nother Mm -hmm. thing. So I had a bit of trouble with eating after that because like once you're so used, like when you're anxious and you don't eat, your stomach like shrinks. And when you try to eat like what you were before, like it's hard to digest it. So I had trouble with that and that kind of just made my anxiety worse. So it was just a big cycle. 
Um, and then it was fine until I hit like senior year and it mm-hmm. just like plummeted. Yeah. It, I remember I was very anxious about college apps, what I wanted to major and where I wanted to go. If I was going to be fine living without my parents, yeah. like being home or being away from home. And my depression stems from my anxiety mm-hmm. because when I have so much anxiety, I feel like I'm so weak and I can't like handle it. And so mm-hmm. that just puts me in such a depressive mood yeah and it's just like a whole cycle mm-hmm. but yeah yeah, yeah. What about you? um I so I also would consider myself more a very cautious person mm-hmm. um I'd say when I was younger I was very attached to my mom oh yeah um, me too and I hated sleepovers actually that's really funny because I hated sleepovers mm. um when I would go sleepover at other people's houses uh, unless it was like a really close family friend, mm. I would freak out. Yeah, and honestly, I, would, I remember I had, sorry to cut you off, but oh, I, no, I no. had a experience where I went to sleep over at someone's house and nothing wrong with the family. They're yeah. very, very nice. My, my friend's very, very nice. Um, but like her dad like chewed tobacco and like their house yeah. smelled like smoke. And yeah. I remember feeling so anxious and worried and I had to have like my dad come pick me up because mm-hmm. I was just a sobbing mess. So like mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming from with like, if it's people that you really know, it's totally fine. But when it's people you don't know, yeah. it's very nerve-wracking. It, especially as a kid, like, that was... It's scary. It, it's so scary. And yeah. I was so, like, um, my house had a very, like, strict routine when mm-hmm. I went to bed. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I would brush my teeth, and then yeah. we would read, like, stories and, and stuff. And you'd be, like, out of that routine at someone's yeah, house. So when yeah. I went over to someone else's house, it was like, I was totally out of my element. Mm-hmm. And I had very bad, like, insomnia for a while yeah. after that. Um, like I just could not sleep. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. So that was one, I feel like part of my like journey. How old were you in that? Um, I'd say it kind of happened throughout elementary school. Cause there Mm -hmm. were times where I had to sleep over other other Mm -hmm. people's houses. Cause like, I don't know if one of my family members were like, I don't know, having a surgery or something. And I had to Mm -hmm. like be somewhere where there was an adult, but (laughs) having anxiety, like as a kid is it's really scary. Cause like, you don't know what's going on. Like you don't understand what your body's doing, why you're getting so nervous. No. And like, uh, like you don't even know, like I probably didn't even know what anxiety was when I was that little. (laughs) I, I, I honestly probably just thought that I was just being crazy and like, it was just, yeah, like, just I just, yeah, I, I would, like, definitely, there was a lot of panic because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, but I'd say it went away for the most part um, up until, um, I don't, it's hard because I feel like there are some things where I was like, ooh, that might have been a sign that that mm-hmm. might have been something more mm-hmm. throughout high school. But um, I feel like it got really bad. Um, the senior year, I'd say, like, end of senior year um <laughs> during covid yeah shocker yeah. i know everybody's anxiety and depression uh, yeah. went like crazy during went covid shit. yeah yeah but that's when i started experiencing like like real hardcore not good this mm-hmm. was bad i worked at a dermatologist at my um at home and i remember going into work i would work two to three times a week and every time I would go into work, I would feel very short of breath mm. and I would feel like I would be profusely sweating. 
Um, and I was just starting this job, so I was pretty nervous, um, but it just kept like happening. And I definitely, that was one sign, symptom. My heart would be racing. Yeah. Um, I just felt like I just wanted to leave. You feel like so I out of control. Yeah. yeah. And um, I would have like panic attacks in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it was just like- Before going into work? Yeah. And after, I don't know why a lot of my anxiety at that time stemmed around work, but yeah. um, it also stemmed around, you know, my relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking, my plans for college were completely changing, yeah. which was um, really hard. Yeah. Everyone's lives just got completely flipped over. Yeah. So mm-hmm. definitely college was a big one yeah. too. And just like dynamics with people. Say the same for me because I was also committed somewhere else yeah. right before all this hit. And so mm-hmm. that definitely hiked my anxiety. Yeah, definitely. But that was when I first started like noticing, okay, this is real. This is not, not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am a very emotional person. So when it started to get out of control, I would pretty much cry like every day. Um, which, you know, is hard. It's mm-hmm. hard on your body to it, feel that it's, way. It's, it's mentally constantly. very draining. Yeah. Very draining. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, I guess we'll go into like what we did um, once we figured out, like, this is not, you know. Well, so, like, what were your, like, were, were your were your signs just, like, your heart was racing, you had short of yeah, breath, you those were crying? Were, was that really when you were, like, okay, like, I need to maybe go see, like, a doctor or get this, like, figured out? Yeah, those were, like, the physical symptoms. And once it my anxiety started manifesting itself in the physical symptoms, that's when I started to think, okay, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. Because I had the racing thoughts, the, like, um, obsessive, like worrying. Yeah, the overthinking. Um, the overthinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, taking everything and just ruminating about it. Mm-hmm. That was already there, but it's when it started to manifest into physical symptoms where I was like, I need help. Like this yeah. is not okay. Yeah, for me, it um, was definitely like I wasn't eating, and that was not good because when you when you don't like feel your body, like you, like you're just not there, and mm-hmm. you're not. You don't have good energy, like, like, cause when you fuel your body with good food and energy, like you are a better friend, daughter, granddaughter, yeah. like anything. It's crazy the effect that food has and like energy wise, mm-hmm. because I can't imagine that probably made things so much worse. Like mm-hmm. you were, you probably felt really weak. And we had, and we talked about like how insane our schedules were before COVID. So yeah. I would like not be eating and have just a filled day mm-hmm. full of stuff to do. Yeah. And it just... It, I lost a lot of weight and yeah. it made my depression so much worse and I was having like some really dark thoughts and that's when I was like okay like this is like this is not good yeah. like I need to get help but the first time I was like oh I don't need help like I'm fine like yeah. this is just a phase and then it happened again and I was like okay like maybe I do need to like talk to a doctor see what's going on tell my parents mm-hmm. what's going on and well, get help and that's so intimidating because I remember when I was first having those doubts of like okay this may not be normal I was like well it's not bad enough for me to have to get help mm-hmm. that was my biggest thing and I know some people feel really insecure about like needing help because that's you I were felt. telling me about mm-hmm. that how you felt insecure mm-hmm. because you were like I can't handle this on yeah I remember I had therapy my first appointment <laughs> in therapy and I was like why am I here like this is this is just making me feel so weak. I don't need to be here. Like I'm fine. I didn't. I barely talked in that hour. Like I was yeah. like, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's very interesting because I had more of like a worry when I first started acting on it. Was I was like, I'm just not like 
this isn't big enough for me to have to go to therapy because you only yeah. really hear about people going to therapy and like getting help for mental, yeah. <clears throat> like mental, um, mental health wise yeah. for like really extreme cases. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very, you can go to therapy for anything uh, people. And we're going to have an episode like yeah. all about therapy later on, but therapy, like you can go for anything. It doesn't matter if it's like the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. It, it helps just talking it out with someone who's not in like your inner circle and not like your parent or your sibling. Like if you're not comfortable talking with them about mm-hmm. it, you can talk to someone who like just knows who you are and is there and it's, it's their job to listen and help you. It's a completely non-judgmental mm-hmm. like. But also source. some some therapists like it is hard yeah. to find the right one. But once you do, it's it's yeah. really good. I was really lucky because mm-hmm. I got she's perfect. I yeah. love her. Yeah. Um, but I got her my first try, which was great. That's um, good. But I do realize that sometimes therapy turns you away from. It's a hit or miss sometimes. Because yeah. And the, and that's really sad because. Like if some therapists just aren't right for you, then it does make people think like, I, then I'm just not gonna get any help. Like this is just worthless, which is really exactly. sad. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's scary. And mm-hmm. so my experience was I, yeah, I was very insecure in um, kind of like being in that situation and being like, okay, this is extreme enough where I need to get help. Um, but even when I started getting help, it didn't really get better, mm-hmm. um, especially with the start of um, college. I was home, so mm-hmm. that was like a big, um, a big, a big thing for me because I was at that point really ready to leave the house. Mm-hmm. I was ready to like have an experience. You're and, seeing like everyone else. Oh, it, it was hard because I can't it was imagine. Like, yeah, um, looking at it from like a third. Mm-hmm. like party third like a yeah like just looking at what everybody else is doing and it's like I'm still you home. feel so left out yeah exactly and um so it, it really wasn't getting much better at all um even with therapy and I wasn't on medication yet um because I just started seeing my therapist so it was mm-hmm. like just talking through it and everything um but were you kind of like not against medicine, but were you kind of trying to like deal with it without medication? Because that's what that's how I viewed yeah. it. I did. I was really not looking to go on medication because I didn't want like it, it's med- medicine is scary because you yeah. don't know what it could do to your body, exactly. and that makes just makes me even more nervous. And so I was like, I'm gonna try to fix this mm-hmm. on my own with the therapist and yeah. see what happens. I didn't even really think about medication um, until I got really bad. Um, which was like last winter, fall mm-hmm. winter, um, because I simply just didn't think it was big enough for me to have to go. Yeah, you know, again, you he- only hear about medication in extreme circumstances, mm-hmm. which I, you know, obviously in my opinion, I think medication is extremely helpful. There's a mm-hmm. reason why it is here yep. and why people use it. Yep. Um, more people are on it than you think. Exactly. Like I know so many people, probably more than half. I my remember friends. when I started, I would talk to my friends about it, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm on this," and uh-huh. I'd be like, "What?" Like, yeah, it's nuts. it's not really talked about, but a lot of people are on like antidepressants. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Yeah, definitely. So I, it wasn't necessarily that I was against it. I just didn't really realized that that was an option Mm -hmm. um but after i also i remember you touched on feeling um the depressive symptoms because Mm -hmm. my my depression also stems from that like heightened anxiety Mm -hmm. and then that like like downfall after where it's like Mm -hmm. you just feel like shit feel really feel terrible and um so i was in a low for a really long time it was like fall through winter of last year 2020 Mm -hmm. um and i think it was like the third time, the third or fourth week where I went to my therapist and I was like, I feel awful. Mm-hmm. Where she 
um, brought up maybe getting on medication. Um, and that was, it was kind of, it was, it was kind of nice to hear that and mm-hmm. like hear that validation because mm-hmm. for a while I was like, no, like that's never going to mm-hmm. be brought And up. to like, hear it from someone that you trust and exactly. who was like a licensed therapist and knows what exactly. they're doing. So yeah. that was like, I was very scared at that point. I was like, I just want to feel better. Yeah. You know, and I talked it through with my parents and they were obviously so supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went through my general um, practitioner to get my medication. Um, and yeah, now I'm on Zoloft. Mm-hmm. When times. did you start? Like March? Um, January okay. of 2021. So it's almost been a year. Yeah, it's almost been a year. Um, but yeah, it, it really took me reaching that low of just like that depressive state mm-hmm. to like know that that was what I needed. And it's so sad that because it d- did that for me too. It's sad that it takes you such a long time to where you're just so low and you have mm-hmm. like no other option to where you're like okay like maybe I do need some extra help and an extra hand yeah and once I started to have those really low thoughts like you were saying you mm-hmm. know and um you know it's it's scary because those thoughts are very scary they're so scary and they just cloud your because once you think about it once it's all you think about uh-huh. it's yeah. terrifying exactly and you don't um, and like I remember I was scared to even like tell my parents because mm-hmm. I like didn't want to sound crazy because uh, yeah. that is like or that's a real it's a really serious thing when you're having such low thoughts and like you don't want to scare the people around you as well yeah. I didn't want to scare my parents or like my friends well yeah and but like, I was like I I have no other choice I have to say something because yeah. I need I need help exactly that's kind of where I got to um so I you know told my therapist about it and she recommended that I got on medication, mm-hmm. so um, that was very helpful um, at that time. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at now, and it, um, you know, it started like getting better mm-hmm. after it's uh, with medication. It takes a few months to get. Used that's to why. It. Yeah, that's another thing I wanted to touch on because I I'm on Lexapro, and I well actually I started on Sertraline, and I it did not make and there's different like anxiety medications and different things work for different Mm -hmm. people and I was on sertraline yeah for a bit and it it did not work for me at all I remember I was on it for maybe two weeks and I just felt so low and I was like this is not like this isn't what it's supposed to make me feel like I know that it, it takes a while but it just got so bad where I was like, well, I can't. And there's also a risk with medications that some of them may make you feel worse. Exactly. It's one of the side effects. And I guess it's just based on like brain chemistry and cause it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I started on sertraline. Um, I started on a pretty low dose and progressively mm-hmm. went up. Um, and yeah. it worked wonders for me. I felt better, but I also was still feeling, yeah. which is exactly what you want from yeah. um, medications for like anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely helped. And it, it helped because, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, yeah, sertraline is the generic to Zoloft, so I'm mm-hmm. basically on sertraline, whatever. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. So you started on sertraline, and then. But I was put on a really high dose to start with. That's interesting. You were telling me about that. I, yeah, and how many? I, what was the fifty? Fifty milligrams. See, that's what I'm on. But I had to start at, um, like, oh, what was it? I had to start at 25. Yeah, so I so I was put on 50 milligrams of sertraline and it it was so bad. And I went to my doctor and I was like, this is not working for me. Like, can I try anything else? 
And I was really scared to try anything else. I was like, I don't want to feel this bad again. And so then I went on Lexapro and he put me on, I think 25 Mm -hmm. and godsend Lexapro. Lexapro works for me. And I'm on like, I'm on 10 now. And it, I like went down sometimes, you know, you need to go up. Sometimes you need to go down. It's, it's whatever. And you don't need to like, I've been on it for almost two years Mm -hmm. and maybe two or three, I think two. And like, I like you can be on it as long as you need. Uh, yeah, I wanted to touch on that too mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people are scared that they're going to get quote unquote dependent on it. Yeah, there is no. I ugh, I could go off. Antidepressants are not addictive. No. Um, they are simply tools to um, help you overcome these what you're battling exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to touch on that too because I know a lot of people are also scared that um it just about like going on it and then not feeling really anything at all mm-hmm. and it does depend on the dose that you're on it but works for every it works differently for, for everybody yeah for me what especially i talked through with my therapist was that um antidepressants are a tool to help you step back mm-hmm. and like um use the tools that you have used in therapy mm-hmm. or you know through like self-help and whatever Mm. um to actually like implement those because at least for me with my like anxiety and my like thoughts Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even like have the time to really stop and like think about those things and actually implement the things that I learned in Mm -hmm. therapy Mm -hmm. so the medication simply for me is just it gives me a second to stop in situations where I get really anxious and to actually like think through what yeah, I'm going to do Yeah, and deal next. with it, like, yourself, exactly. which I, I've learned a lot from my anxiety struggles and, like, how to deal with it on my own, because also, we'll touch on, like, outlets, but, like, I have different outlets for me that help me when mm-hmm. I'm anxious, and, and you do too, yeah. and, like, and I think one of the biggest struggles for me was finding what those were, mm-hmm. because it's really difficult when you just feel helpless, and, like, yeah. if you ha- are having an anxiety attack, a panic attack, and you don't know how to help yourself, that's very scary too. But once you learn the outlets and how to help yourself, I think that is also huge, mm-hmm. very huge. Definitely taking a step back and knowing what to do in those situations. And knowing like what your triggers are as well. Oh, is that, and just like knowing that your reaction is completely normal for mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. you know, is normal for you because yeah. um, there are some, I have some triggers where it's like, okay, I am really anxious right now because that happened. Yeah. And that does wonders mm-hmm. with the, And like, like like pinpointing why you're so anxious. Mm-hmm. It just it, it takes it a weight off your shoulders. Exactly. Honestly. It makes it feel way more normal. Yeah. Because and for a while I was like, oh mm-hmm. my god, am I insane? Am I like crazy? why am I so nervous? Yeah. Because I've had people tell me like you have nothing to be nervous about, like you're young, yeah. like you don't have any worries. That is mm-hmm. very false because yeah. you like once again it comes in different shapes and sizes. Well, and we need to really as a society reframe the way we think about mental health Mm -hmm. because it is 2021 yeah um you know like i said before literally almost 20 percent of the entire population has has and that's just diagnosed i guess that's not even just exactly it affects so many people Mm -hmm. so really changing that attitude around mental health is Mm -hmm. huge because i read this one thing i think last year when i was struggling with like starting my mental health journey. I, I don't know, I like to call it my mental health journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I was starting that, um, I read it where it was like, mental health is in itself health. It is. Like we go to the doctor. I, I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard this like 
um, analogy before, but mm-hmm. we go to the doctor if we break a bone, you know, if we have any kind of like physical issue. Um, you know, in the same way, we need to normalize, you know, when we're having trouble with our thoughts or like with our mental health, we need to go to, um, you know, a doctor or licensed. Yeah, therapist. they're there to help. Yeah. I think also, like, getting older, you realize new things about yourself and how you react to things. Like, Mm -hmm. being, like, when you're on your period, like, you, like, your hormones are already heightened Mm -hmm. up just because you're on your period. And I know my anxiety gets really bad when I'm on mine. You have PMDD. Yeah, I have PMDD, so that's... um, What What is the full... It's like post, no, like pre, it's like, it's like the week leading up, it's like leading the week leading up to your period, like your hormones are just out of control and like I have really bad anxiety, I get depressed sometimes, I just am in a mood, like Mm -hmm. very big mood swings Mm -hmm. and like dealing with that and then also like just having like anxiety and depression is it's really hard but like learning how to deal with that and like now I can recognize like I'm feeling this way because it's the week before my period, like mm-hmm. my hormones are already acting crazy and like that's why I'm mm-hmm. just so anxious. So that makes that put that, that oh my gosh, <laughs> that brings me comfort knowing that like that's why yeah. I'm feeling this way. So how did you, what was the process of getting diagnosed with PMDD? So I didn't get diagnosed till last year um, and I just remember like my um, PMD or my PMS was just out of this world. It was yeah. ridiculous. And I was like, I don't think that this is normal. Like, I know I have anxiety already, but this is just like next level. And so I went to a gynecologist and I was yeah. like, girl, what's going on? Like, yeah. I don't know what this is. Like whenever, like the week before my period, I am just out of control. And she was like, you probably just have PMBD and like, that's normal, it's okay. Yeah. But I, I then was like, okay, is there any medication that I can go on to help my like everyday anxiety and then also help my PMDD? And so I talked to my therapist about it and she told me to go on fluoxetine. Oh, along with? Just to completely just go on fluoxetine. Oh, and, I heard that one. Um, it worked for a little bit, but then I talked with, um, I talked with my doctor and he was like, that is mainly for people who have who are depressed not anxious so that's really it's more of an antidepressant versus more of like an Mm anti-anxiety medication and he was like stop taking that like do not you need to like stay on lexapro like fluoxetine's not going to help you whatever Mm -hmm. and so then i was like i'm having my therapist tell me one thing and then like the gynecologist tell tell me one thing and then my doctor and so i was just like okay well now i just feel this feels useless like I don't know what to do and so I just went back on Lexapro and it's been fine because now I can like notice like okay guys like that's the week before my period well yeah if I act also that's not any excuse to like treat people bad but if you're like having mood swings like like at least exactly you understand like well both of us have pretty bad PMS anyway yeah. And so we're like, okay, like sometimes we're Dude, sync too. And yeah, it's- I, I, it's not necessarily that, well, I do get irritated, but yeah, <laughs> I just get very, you know, sometimes it depends. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm really fine. And then sometimes I'm every cycle's different. Awful. Yeah. Sometimes every cycle's terrible to be around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, it's a part of being a woman. And I think also like sense. noticing, like maybe I just need like this day to myself just mm-hmm. because I, I know that I'm having mood swings and I know that I'm really irritated so I'm just gonna separate myself and not like cause 
like any issues or cause like any like anger and just like relax and take a day to myself which I've been doing that a lot more like if I like sometimes like I'm like sorry like I can't go to dinner like I'm just Mm -hmm. also noticing that like if you have like plans for something and you want to cancel because you're mentally just not feeling well cancel yeah like that is it's totally okay it's scary because especially when you're with because I know going coming to college I didn't know like a lot of people Mm -hmm. so like when you're meeting new people it's hard because they obviously don't know you as well and you don't know them yeah and you don't know them and you don't know how they're gonna react so it can be kind of hard um but in the long run at least for me personally like nobody wants to be around me when I'm like in a really bad state and like I don't really want to be around people when I am yeah so it's it's hard but like it's worth it it's it's hard it's hard especially with someone who doesn't have like anxiety or depression and doesn't deal with that stuff because they will they will be like well why like Mm -hmm. what's wrong and you like sometimes you just don't know like you're just having Mm -hmm. an off day and you don't want to do anything and so it sucks when you have people who are like well what's wrong like is everything okay like just come it'll be fun when like you just don't want to yeah there's a lot of pressure um and you know there are some people who are very um not anti-mental health but just like don't really they don't understand it it. yeah they don't really acknowledge it so Mm -hmm. that can be hard when you um come across people like that but yeah for the most part i feel like people are very understanding especially in this day and age there is so much it's so normalized there's so much research around it and so much like um just like I, like you go on instagram the explore page there's so many little mm-hmm. like infographics or whatever mm-hmm. on like and i love when like influencers talk about it yeah. because like that makes me feel better knowing that like I'm, like, I know I'm not the only one, but hearing other people talk about it makes mm-hmm. me feel so much better. No. Yeah, me too. It makes it feel very normal. And, like, like I said, I think I said this in another episode, but, like, one thing that really helps me when I'm feeling very nervous or anxious or just kind of, like, out of control mm-hmm. is the fact that somebody else in the world is, like, also probably experiencing oh, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And Even, like, someone who, time. like, you look up to and who is, like, your idol, like, they still yeah. struggle with stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very normal. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take away one thing from this, it's that it is so normal. It's fine. Most people you yeah. come across will have dealt with some kind of anxiety or depression mm-hmm. or some, any kind of mental illness, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I've kind of come to realize that, like, I will probably have this my whole life, and that's mm-hmm. fine. I'm going to—I'm I'm just an anxious person, so I'm going to have anxiety yeah. for— a long time if not the rest of my life which like is fine I've come to ju- I've come to terms with it and mm-hmm. I know how to handle it and I'm still learning different ways to handle it yeah um but yeah yeah um that's kind of what I've been thinking too and um branching off of that like what do you have anything that you kind of figured out about yourself that really helps you when like any I guess coping Mm -hmm. mechanisms yeah writing for some reason writing just Mm -hmm. immediately calms me the thought of even thinking about writing calms Mm -hmm. me down like if I am out with friends and I am like oh my gosh when I get back like I'm gonna I'm just gonna write like for some reason that just brings me so much comfort Mm -hmm. like it's so weird just the thought of like oh my gosh sitting on my laptop and writing like just Mm -hmm. like anything is Mm -hmm. so soothing and so that really helps me um reading helps me because I can kind of take my mind somewhere else into a different Mm -hmm. world and like kind of like focus on like the characters lives and like kind of out of reality yeah 
Also, like your favorite comfort show that helps me, like yeah. Gilmore Girls, New Girl, <laughs> literally that helps me, and and sleep. Mm-hmm. Sleep is very important. We were just talking about like yeah. having like seven to eight hours is uh, crucial. Yeah, very crucial. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, it's definitely been sleep because I know that that is one of my triggers. If I don't mm-hmm. get enough sleep, I I'm, I'm so cranky. It's, it's not yeah. even like crazy. It's just my mind is just not happy. When you don't get enough rest, like mental rest, it's not yeah. good. And I think it, I think it truly does affect everybody. Mm-hmm. I just oh, think, yeah. Um, I, it's just really hard on me um, mm-hmm. to not get enough sleep. Um, so sleep, I was going to say that watching my favorite, watching Gilmore Girls, I think like partially saved me last it, year. It's so calming. <laughs> when I was so going through it. Oh my god. That show was the best thing. Yeah. Um, and then for me, having a safety net. So having people that I trust yes. besides just like my therapist and mm-hmm. stuff. Because, you know, it is therapy is, you know, yeah. in essence, it's a business. Yeah. But it's nice um, to be able to like call your mom and yeah. talk about something so, or like a friend. Yeah. Especially when you have like a set number of, you know, um, sessions you have a week. It's nice to have people in between then, especially when oh, you're yeah. really struggling. Like yeah. I have my boyfriend, shout out Ryan. <laughs> um, the best. He literally got me through like Aww. so much, pretty yeah. much like everything. I, yeah. you know, shout out to my mom too. Mm-hmm. She is a real one. You know, mm-hmm. I can talk to her about pretty much everything, mm-hmm. um, which was so helpful, especially yeah. when I was at my, my lowest point. Mm-hmm. And then like having friends too, that are like an arm's length, arm's length away yeah. is super helpful. And having friends that like understand what you're going through like yeah. I that's why I really like our friendship and I value it because we go through a lot of the same things mm-hmm. and we can lean on each other for help and advice which is really nice mm-hmm. it's very nice yeah definitely mm-hmm. it has yeah. been super nice yeah. um so that's probably honestly having people you trust has probably been the biggest thing yeah the worst thing to feel when you're already feeling anxious so you have and no one to go to is feeling alone yeah that I definitely, if I'm feeling everything. upset, I will go to my mom mm-hmm. or I will, even my Nana, honestly, and like you and like other friends, really, mm-hmm. my dad, like, it's really nice to have people yeah. around you that love you and support you. Yeah. And then also being able to be like um, upfront and honest with people about how you're feeling. Like, you know, we talked about cancel, having to cancel plans, mm-hmm. but like, even if you're just not in a good mindset, like sometimes it helps me to just like um text like my very intimate circle of friends and Mm -hmm. be like guys I'm just really not feeling good yeah and like even being like can I just vent or like talk and yeah venting is so it's so so important um so good yeah it it really does help yeah um and then also like for me accepting feeling anxious Mm -hmm. and feeling upset and sad Mm -hmm. um and just kind of like kind of in a sense wallowing in it Mm -hmm. like that it does help. Yeah. It, it helps because you're not... For me, it's worse if I ignore it and try to, like, yeah. just say, like, Allie, no, you're, like... Take your mind off You're it. stupid. It makes like, it worse. Just change, yeah. That negative energy that you project on yourself... It's, it's, and also, it's how you treat yourself and treat oh. your mind. Because if you're sitting there... And I remember it was Monday, and we were sitting at lunch um, at our cafeteria, and we both were, like, we just need to, like, vent. And, like, we're... Like, I was feeling really anxious. And I, mm-hmm. and we recognized well, that. And yeah. we got out of there. And we came back. And we talked for, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. So, I'll be, so, yeah. And, like, sometimes I'll be sitting, like, in class. And I'll sense myself getting anxious. And I, like... You're just, like, okay. Like, you're fine. Like, 
you're just being like it's just and it, it comes out of nowhere well, yeah and I think the biggest difference I've had since I've started like my mental health journey um is the way that I talk to myself and the way yes. that I view myself yes. because that has made the biggest difference you know when you're when you are in an, in a very fragile state and you're telling yourself like just suck it up like you there's no way mm-hmm. you know it's that bad like you just need to calm down mm-hmm. it's it doesn't it help it makes no. it so much worse and it's like it's so subconscious too to like say that to yourself yeah at least for me like it came so naturally to be like mm-hmm. Ali you're not actually that upset yeah like I would I would get frustrated with myself and be like why are you so nervous like calm down you're fine yeah. like stop this me too and I think that was why I was freaking that out makes so me much. more anxious honestly yeah that's why I was freaking out so much because honestly when, when you have sometimes because like when I first started having anxiety and I would have people tell me like like why are you so nervous like you're fine there's nothing to worry about mm-hmm. like that sucks in itself but then if you are also the person telling yeah. yourself that that is terrible because yeah. then like you like you're you're your own best friend and you're your own you know like i don't say therapist but like you're your own kind of muse and you need yeah. to like help yourself talk to yourself like speak nicely and just yeah yeah no it starts with yourself and that's oh, what yeah. i was I, I i think that my initial anxiety when i would go to work and like freak out and like <laughs> i think that was genu- genuinely from me being like ali just stop yeah. like telling myself you know you need to suck it up you're at your job mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this is you, you know you're mm-hmm. not actually this nervous mm-hmm. like telling yourself that is in is in essence really yeah. bad and yeah i really love affirmations that has been kind of like a a big thing that I've been working on. I'm still working on it because mm-hmm. um, it can feel very corny and cheesy to stand in the mirror and be like, "You are loved. You are. You, <laughs> you are beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, like literally. You're, yeah. you're perfect. Yeah, because it doesn't always you're feel worthy. that way. No, exactly. And I think that there are some un, unattainable expectations in yeah. that sense mm-hmm. from a lot of popular influencers mm-hmm. being like, "You should feel completely natural standing in front of a mirror and telling yourself that." No. Like, no, it's really it's, weird. It's, it's uncomfortable, weird. and it works for some people. Which for is me, it doesn't. More power to you. But for me, it just helps yeah. to like subconsciously in the moments where I'm just feeling like shit to sit down and be like, okay, this is normal. This is a normal reaction. And also like sitting down, being like, this is fine. You're yeah. you're okay. It's normal. And then being like, what is making you nervous? Like, yeah. why is it making having, you nervous? Having a literal like therapy session with no, yourself. No, like, like honestly, you are session. your own therapist at some times. Like sitting you have down to be. and yeah. It's, um, it's, and also I kind of want to touch on I handle my anxiety through like religion and I mm-hmm. lean towards God for a lot of it. And I will find myself sometimes like I going into work makes me anxious sometimes too. And like just going into class or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm always like, you know, there's this saying of like, hold the door open for God first and let him walk in yeah. and then go in after and it'll all be fine. And he'll yeah. like take care of you. And so I've really turned to my or I've turned to God for a lot of my mental health and Mm -hmm. that's really helped me because knowing that like also with Christianity it's very mental health is kind of controversial because people are like well like just fixes God's the only like that's like why are you on medicine like he's gonna handle Uh, it he created doctors he created medicine for a reason and Mm -hmm. he's giving you this little push to be like okay like here like you are like you're mine so I'm gonna help you and like Mm -hmm. this is what like this is what I made for you it's very sad um because I me also as a Christian Mm -hmm. for a long time um I only heard that like 
God pretty much, God made you perfect, so you shouldn't be having those feelings. I hate the word perfect. I know, me too. It's It's so, it's very, it's unhealthy. It is. In essence, it really is because it's not, it's not possible. It's, it's so, it's literally so (laughs) impossible. I cannot even like explain it. Exactly. Um, so hearing that and then having these struggles was like, oh my God. So in a sense, it almost made me want to turn away mm, from God really? because I was like, well, I'm like a shitty person then. Like, that's well, then it, you it, kind of second guess and you're like, well, clearly I'm not perfect. So like, yeah. he doesn't love and, me and like, well, I'm not. Yeah. And also having that like in your, in every, mm-hmm. in your ears, you know, having that um, view of Christianity as like, um, having the attitude towards mental health it really steered me away yeah. from like it, it made me embarrassed to call myself a christian mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. want to make an episode talking about like faith, all about faith especially in like today's you know context yeah um but it made me very ashamed because i also know a lot of people who struggle with mental illness mm-hmm. and who have felt um completely just um admonished yeah by and the i have i look at it as um, I was saved by God yeah. twice and I continue to be saved by him because he loves me so much and he like I'm learning so much from all of it yeah. so there's it's not it's not just for no reason like he not that he like is not that he purposely is putting me through this all no, these things yeah. it's you have to look at it as like it's you're learning and you're growing well, and yeah. yeah we are in an imperfect world yeah so yeah. It's just the way it's just the way it is. And you know, like you were saying If anything it brought me closer to him. Mm-hmm. So Well yeah, and I was kind of able to go back and kind of re and it wasn't that I was like consciously saying those things where I was like, I just I don't think God is like real whatever. Yeah. Um it was just I feel like it was a very subconscious process yeah. where I just kind of drifted away from yeah. my faith. And you have doubts um, sometimes of like oh, is he real normal. like and yeah. Doubts um, are normal too. Yeah. So especially in that time, but kind of once I started feeling a little bit better after getting on medication, I was like, you know what? You know, like you were saying, and also there was so much more, I feel like I found a lot about like, um, yeah, like you were saying, God kind of creating everything uh-huh. that, you know, helps us. It's like a helping hand. Exactly. So um, that was that was scary at the time, but now I'm able to look back and be like, yeah. okay, I can lean on my faith. Because like for me, I, at the same point where I was starting all my anxiety and depression, I was also in young life, I mean, high school, and I love my young life, but when I was so into God and I was like, oh, he's my own, he's, he is my savior, so he's going to save me from everything. Yeah. That's not always the case. Sometimes you no. need an extra helping hand, an extra push. And so once I started like young life, I was like, okay, like I'm fine. Like this is mm-hmm. helping me. But I would find myself sitting in Bible study and want to just sob because yeah. I felt so low. And I was like, well, if I'm in the presence of him and I'm reading the word, I'm reading and I'm listening to what why like I'm my leader is saying, yeah, why am I not okay? Yeah. And so that's when I was like, I I felt like I was letting him down because mm-hmm. I was like, well, he's supposed to be fixing me. Why do I not feel fixed? Why do I feel like why do I feel like I need to go on medicine to do that? Well, and the thought that the the thought of saying something like, oh, because you have mental health issues, like God can just fix that. It's like if you break a bone, nobody's going to tell you that God will just fix that. Mm. It's the same exact thing as like going to a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I, I love it's that analogy like, for like, like everything. And science. With, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
yeah <laughs> could go off but science um, like listen to science mm-hmm. like their medicine has been developed for these reasons surgeries are um created for healing yeah and god cannot like he cannot fix your leg like no. that has to happen through science exactly. and it's same with your brain literally literally yeah, yeah it's Definitely, I feel like as I've gotten into more of a healthy relationship with my faith, I've been able to mm-hmm. lean on that more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and everybody's, you know, everybody's like coping looks very different. Super different. Yeah. Um, and the way that you view like faith and medicine, like obviously yeah. whatever works for you. Yeah. This is just what works for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it is true. You yeah. need to listen to science. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's sad just mm-hmm. that it's you know yeah it has to be said yeah and we're, we're not trying to like tell you like how to live your life and how like you should deal with your anxiety like how you no, should cope with it it's all different. so different this, this is, is just our perspectives exactly and we My feel experience. like it should be talked about more because oh, it's yeah. it needs to be even more normalized i would love to hear this mm-hmm. when i was you know going through it it um is definitely mm-hmm. something that's not talked about enough. I feel like there's a lot more stuff on mental health though, which I very much appreciate. Mm, oh yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And just- also like with coming into college, there's like having a change of environment oh is gosh. very difficult. And my anxiety was spiking last year when I moved in because mm-hmm. I was just so homesick. Cause like you're in a new place, like yeah, you're with all your friends, but like you also don't really know a lot of people and like you're living, you're living with someone and you're learning to adapt to their mm-hmm. living style, which is really hard. And like yeah. you're eating different foods and like you, you know, have different classes and like you're trying to figure out like what you want to do with your life. Exactly. So yeah it's it's hard yeah definitely the transition coming to college for me this year was very hard Mm -hmm. you know for a couple of weeks i was very out of my element very anxious Mm -hmm. and like even sometimes very like depressed yeah because it's it's such a huge change and i thrive off of routine so having everything oh my gosh once you get in a routine yes and that's why break last year was really hard because you got you got you were home for two months and so like you get in a routine after it's what like three weeks 21 mm-hmm. days and so after that like i was in a routine for a while like i was going to work i was with my family whatever and then cut like once you get so used to that routine it switches and you're going right back into a different routine and like well just and the, getting and used to that again uh, yeah right. literally during covid like, literally it, it was hard seasonal depression is really mm-hmm. really hitting and yeah. that's normal it's that's not that's very normal too pretty much everybody i know struggles with it mm-hmm. in one way or another mm-hmm. so yeah it's yeah. all very it's it's very confusing but it is um you know it's but also like if you're listening and like you you know you don't struggle with this maybe as much as like we do or like someone else does like I think it's also important to notice like like if you have like friends or family going through this like to notice the signs and kind of try to understand where they're coming from yeah and also like at the end of the day you are here to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. um and because it's my philosophy is that you cannot fully take care of anyone else. You um, can't be someone else's therapist. Well, no, you can't fully. Yeah, basically, you can't mm-hmm. fully take care of someone else unless you fully take care of yourself. That's exactly. my philosophy. Exactly. Um, so for me, that's why I value my mental health so much and my 
because you know I'm a human being I deserve mm-hmm. that kind of love and mm-hmm. respect yeah same as like you know my friends who I want to be there for mm-hmm. and I can only be there for them fully present if I can do the same for myself mm-hmm. so that's that's been very helpful too mm-hmm. um because you know there's doubt sometimes taking care of your mental health feels selfish and it's sad because um that is so not the case yeah in fact it's the opposite yeah <laughs> like sometimes if I don't if I decide not to go to something like I feel like I like I just feel guilty yeah not going and I feel like oh I'm letting someone down like Mm -hmm. yeah well because I think a part of us will always think that it's um not like as big as it as it Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. and so it's sad because that's what society has like kind of ingrained in everybody Mm -hmm. is that you know your mental health should come second and that's just so no. not true. It's you have so to put yourself true. first. Exactly. You have to be selfish so, sometimes. You know, mental health is for everybody, not just people who are diagnosed, undiagnosed. It's it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's my my yeah. big, big thing. <laughs> I think we covered everything. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Coffee Pod Podcast. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, we'll we post updates and yes. you know motivation yep. <laughs> and hope everybody has a good week mm-hmm. take we'll care s- of yourself yeah see you next time bye